everybody and welcome to Fan Outlook. This is a Wacky Water Pro Wrestling for a fan's perspective and I've got to come clean right here right now. I just want to apologize for the uh, for the lack of episodes. Um, yeah, there's a, there's a few reasons for why there's been such a lack since the first one. Uh, mm, I'd say 10 out of 10 reasons being I'm a fucking dumbass, but... <laughs> So, uh, obviously, it came out during the Christmas break, and there was that period of time where I did not load because I was away for Christmas and stuff like that, which is just fair. Part of that is, you know, there was some other stuff that was going on in my life, and, and I said that really fast, I, I apologize. I, I listened back on the first one, and I'm like, Jesus Christ, dude, slow, slow the heck down. But, yeah, um, I had some stuff, and um, they didn't upload <laughs> I thought they uploaded, but they didn't, and uh, I know I probably shouldn't, and I definitely won't after this, um, I would delete them after I thought that they'd upload, because I it takes up storage on my laptop that I really don't need, and I have limited <laughs> use of equipment anyway, because I'm not, I'm broke, <laughs> but yeah, point being, I was a dumb master, and uh, I won't be deleting my episodes from now on, because, uh, yeah, I done did screw it up, and I'm, <laughs> I'm not gonna say I'm embarrassed about it, but I'm, I'm definitely not happy about it, because that's been, what, like, two weeks worth of stuff that's just completely gone, and, yeah, nah, um, not really a fan, <laughs> I'm not really a fan of losing that, so, yeah, I definitely want to apologize for the lack, but, um, You'll be back to your regularly scheduled this week, um, hopefully anyway, I'm not going to make any promises I can't deliver, but that should be a, a reasonable promise, but um, part of that being as well is, this is the first time that I've gone back and I've watched wrestling, you know, uh, as a fan again, you know, like, I was very, I've been very casual the last two, three years where I'm not going to watch unless I want to watch. And uh, this is the first time that I've been doing weeks of watching wrestling pretty much most days and suffer from exhaust, especially because um, uh, by the time I get to SmackDown, I'm done. You know, I've, I've just watched a whole week and sat it's on, it's on Saturdays uh, for, for us in Australia. And it's uh, by the time SmackDown comes on, I'm, I'm just too exhausted. I just have no desire where you'd think Raw would be the one where you'd be like, OK, it's a bit long and I it's definitely too long. Don't. I don't deny that by any means, but it's early in the week, so Raw takes up a heavy toll, so by the time it hits Saturday, I'm done, and uh, I wish that wasn't the case, um, I'll try to do Smackdowns, um, I won't make any promises, but it's, it's a bit weird, especially because it's a pod, where you have schedules and stuff, um, yeah, I just, <laughs> I don't know, I don't want to make any promises, but you'll definitely be getting Raw. I want to say, you'll be getting Raw, you'll be getting um, a show on Wednesdays, um, you'll be getting AEW NXT, and you'll be getting um, retro content speared in here and there, and um, speaking of retro, yeah, uh, we've, we'll be reviewing uh, ECW One Night Stand 2006 today, uh, why it may sound completely out of nowhere, just a completely random second episode, you go from an episode, I think it was AEW, and... Now all of a sudden it's, oh crap, now you're doing One Night Stand, what kind of show are you? Um, well, the reason I chose One Night Stand is because um, on Saturday, Sundays, which is, you know, Mondays here, um, it's usually a pay-per-view, and when there's not, I want to review something, oh, you know, just something retro, just to go back to, and since I have really no plan, I decided, hey, um, 
I'm going to review One Night Stand 2006 because my planned Wednesday shows, since there's no wrestling on Wednesdays, um, I'll be going back and I'll be watching uh, the, I can't believe I said this, but the, uh, the WWE ECW shows. And um, I think the best leeway into that is by watching uh, One Night Stand 2006 just to see where it all started. And, uh, you know, it's funny, um, I won't get into too much of it right now, but you can already tell compared to the 2005 show. 2006 show, you can really tell WWE has their hands on it production-wise, <laughs> that's for definite sure, but um, yeah, like I said, we'll be back to our regularly scheduled uh, programming today, and we'll start by, um, I suppose, getting into news, <laughs> again, it's, it's kind of newsy, I don't know if I'm going to keep this, but it's just things I want to talk about beforehand, so it may not be always, but it's usually something that I want to talk about, and uh one of the things that came out today, and it's kind of sad that it's come out, is um, Tessa Blanchard and her um, apparently just being a total bitch. <laughs> yeah, I'm giggling a lot. but um, Yeah, so if you haven't heard, um, Tessa Blanchard put out a tweet, I can't remember what it said, but it was like something like, I wish women would work, work more together and be happy, and be happy, think better things will happen. And then all of a sudden, all these women came out, you know, like Chelsea Green and um, and um, Priscilla Kelly, just all these people that came out and just called her out on her being, you know, you know anything from a bully to a racist. <laughs> um, that's a bit odd because I'm pretty sure she has a black partner, <laughs> so that's a bit, that's a bit weird. And yeah, she's been called out here big time, and it's 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 really weird because you know um. She obviously, uh, as of recording today, she won the TNA Championship, which is, uh, sorry, TNA, the Impact Championship. And uh, I was wondering, because leading to this entire feud that she has when it comes to intergender, I always kept thinking before this came out, you know, it's like, I look back onto when um, Kofi was doing his stuff, and uh, all the people of colour were so behind him and rallying for him, and I wonder why that wasn't the case with Tessa. I, I was wondering why, you know, uh, women aren't, you know, rallying behind her and saying, you know, yeah, go, go Tessa, and, um, yeah, this is why, <laughs> uh, apparently she's a total knobhead, and, um, that's a shame, if she actually is that much of a bitch, and she hasn't been wrestling long, I don't think, so it's a bit, it's a bit worrying that she, <laughs> and sad, considering the circumstance, she just won the Impact title, it's a big deal, it's a massive deal, she's the first, one of the first intergender, uh, champions, you know, who, <laughs> uh, I think the only one I can think of is Sexy Star. That's the only one I can think of. So Tessa Blanchard's in very rare air, and uh, it's not it's not looked at fondly right now, and it's it's really sad. It's really taken from a really decent storyline that Impact are producing. I I don't watch Impact, and uh, again I feel bad for not watching Impact, but again it's just too much. You, you don't you shouldn't have to watch what isn't necessary, and I can retaliate that by saying, well, why are you gonna be watching these classic shows? It's just like. I want to be doing stuff, I want to at least do something I want to do, I'm doing ECW stuff by choice, you know, I, I'm choosing to do this, I don't have to watch Impact, and I'm not going to watch something that I don't have to watch, and uh, yeah, that's one of the main reasons I don't watch Impact, same with AEW uh, Dark, same with um, NWA Power, I was watching a few episodes of that, but then the Jim Cornette thing just had to happen, <laughs> I don't feel comfortable watching that anymore, and I feel bad about that, because you know, you know, the, um, the talent involved, uh, I, I love a lot of them there, you know, I love Magnus, sorry, Nick Aldis, um, I think Nick Aldis is, I think Nick Aldis is <laughs> really, really, really great, you know, I, 
I think he's fantastic, and I wish, and him being on Ring of Honor now again, I don't want Ring of Honor, because I feel I don't have to, but, you know, with certain things that's happening on Ring of Honor right now, I kind of feel more entitled to um, pay it more attention to anyway, because, um, into the next news, uh, Marty Skrull <laughs> re-signed with Ring of Honor, which is absolutely incredible to think about, because I think everyone, including myself, thought, okay, he's done. He's, he's going to let his contract uh, expire, and then he's going to go to he's going to go to AEW, or he's going to go to NXT. You know, he's going to go to either of those two places. And I don't think anyone thought that Marty Skrull would uh, resign with Ring of Honor. And uh, from hearing what he's resigning for, I don't blame him. Um, I don't know how much he's resigning for. I only heard one thing, and I heard seven figure, and I thought, Jesus Christ, there's not many, I've, most of the people in WWE aren't making seven figure, so, um, good for him, um, <laughs> if he's actually getting that money, good to him, and something that's even more, uh, vital to what he's getting is, he's been given the book, this dude uh, is the lead writer for, for Ring of Honor, which is just incredible to think about, the elite are literally running wrestling right now, which is just so incredible. It's really, really incredible. And again, um, this, as far as I know, is true. I'm sorry if you hear dogs in the background. That's uh, I can't prevent that. Um, but yeah, Marty Skrull just being handed the book like that. Like again, I've just read headlines and m more people are talking about it. Um, I don't think Ring of Honor have said anything about it, but they they might have. But as far as I know, if this is true, this is huge. This is a huge, huge get for Ring of Honor, and I, w I was safe to say that I was absolutely shocked that this happened, and really good, it's really good for Ring of Honor, especially, because, um, it's no secret, they've been suffering lately, I was, like, Ring of Honor, they've, they're, they're a basket case of what they was, and it's, it's really sad to say that, you know, um, they're, <laughs> they were very, very good back in the day, like, it's just, it's really sad to see how they've declined, you know, and um, hopefully with uh, Marty booking anyway, I I truly, truly hope that uh, this is going to be the turning point for Ring of Honor, but I think that's, um, it's short saying because we don't know how Marty is, we don't, we, we've not, I don't think we've seen him with the book before, <laughs> and I think that's kind of a fair assumption actually to, to assume that, but um, hope, like I said, hopefully this is the uh, turning point for uh, Ring of Honor as a whole, and let's see, let's just see, I guess we're going to have to wait and see on that one, um, and the last bit of news anyway, and it's, it's not really news, it's, it's what Raw did, and again, I didn't review, well I did review Raw, which didn't pop up, which I'm still freaking mad about, is uh, Brock Lesnar appearing in the Rumble, and he's going to be appearing in the Rumble, uh, from number one, as well. Uh, it's an interesting, it's an interesting thing. It's definitely, it hasn't been done before, I mean, hasn't it? I mean, willingly gone from number one, I suppose, is a fair assessment, but I don't, is it for the title? I have no idea. Um, again, this isn't really news, it's just something that popped up that's worth talking about, is uh, Brock Lesnar appearing on the Rumble, and I've heard a lot of people uh, speculate and do the fan theory stuff, and, um, don't like it, <laughs> I like it, I like the idea, for sure, um, I'm a fan of the idea of Brock showing up in the Rumble, because especially at number one, because it can lead to other things, but, yeah, um, you're hearing stuff, it's like, oh, what if, uh, Cain Velasquez shows up at number two, or, oh, what if, uh, Tyson Fury, 
uh, shows up it's just like, and eliminates him to set up the match. It's like, oh no, <laughs> please don't do that. Um, Kane Velasquez, Velasquez, I'd be less upset about because you know he, he he definitely shows aspirations for wanting to be a wrestler. But um, as far as uh, Tyson Fury goes, um, I have zero desire to see Tyson Fury. Um, as a draw, I think Brock Lesnar versus Tyson Fury is it's valid. I think if they do that at WrestleMania, I mean, fair enough. It's just for the title, you know. Um, do you really want your reputation to be soiled like that by doing a a a, a draw match like that? That's going that you know is going to be awful. It's it's just please don't do that. It, it just I just don't want it to be for the title. Is it? Is that marky of me saying that? If it is, well, I mean, this is a fan podcast. So from a fan's point of view, I um, I do not want Brock Lesnar versus Tyson Fury for the WWE title at WrestleMania. I just, it doesn't sit right, you know, especially for the title. To see, that's the one bit that gets me. It doesn't need to happen. And this is a problem that WWE have uh, put themselves into if, is they've only made Brock Lesnar compatible with the WWE title, you know, they, they feel the only way they can b- book Lesnar nowadays is when he's got the WWE Championship on his shoulder, and that's that's a real uh, that's a real bit of aura taken out from Lesnar, where you've gotten a lot of people to not care anymore. Where okay, they they've literally Brock Le- they've literally uh gimmick pay per viewed Brock Lesnar, where. You know, since he's champion, okay, he's going to show up at Rumble, he's going to show up at uh, at WrestleMania, he'll show up at SummerSlam, like, it's just, he's, he's the Big Four guy now. Big Four WWE Championship match. I mean, when's the last time Brock hasn't been in a championship match? I struggle to think, <laughs> like, I really do. It's, um, they've really ruined Brock by having him only compatible with the championship, and you've ruined... The entertainment of fans, <laughs> you know, they they want their championship, they want their world champion, and you know it's really funny. If it wasn't for a brand split, they'd be screwed right now. Not having their championship on week in and week out, it's just not that I think that a champion should be overexposed like that, but not appearing at all, it's just it's not good. It's really really not good, and I think that's why a lot of people are sick of Lesnar. If he wasn't champion. I think people would have him with welcome arms whenever he showed up, you know? Instead, it's just, yeah, they've only made him compatible with the championship, and it, it just sucks. It really does suck. Because if you look at Brock's return early on, when, you know, he, he was Dream Match Brock, where you, where you got him with Cena, you know, you got him with Triple H, you got him with Punk, you got him with Taker, uh, you got him with Bray, kind of. <laughs> you know, um, they got him with Dean. Whereas, I know those were I think there's. I don't think there were championship matches. No, some. I think the few of the Cena ones were. But seriously, um, now he's only compatible with the championship, and I think people are still have their hearts broken from what happened with Kofi. <laughs> you know, he was hard done by that so badly. It, you know, it, it it just sucks, and I really wish that he wasn't only compatible with the championship because right now he's only he's been booked to where that's that's all he can do is he can only be champion and yeah like i said it just absolutely sucks so now we're on to one night stand and i'm i'm glad we're there now and yeah i i think the popular consensus about this show is it, it it's fine 
you know, um, it's not as good as uh, 2005's one, but again, that's just because 2005 was just, <laughs> yeah, it, you know, I've, not really much needs to be said about it. It was, it was the first, um, you know, reunion, and uh, I don't think anything will ever beat the first reunion or something, and that's just how it be. But um, they opened the same way. I'm pretty sure they had Paul Heyman come out. They gave a he got he gave a <laughs> rally speech and uh, basically just thanking the fans uh, for making the reboot of ECW happen happen, which he then plugs it on Tuesdays on Sci-Fi. And uh, welcomes everybody to the rebirth of ECW. I didn't give it justice. Again, no one can give a Paul Heyman giving a passionate speech justice. But <laughs> yeah, it, it can pump anyone up. But um, yeah, so the first quote-unquote match. Uh, yeah, this is as you would expect. It wasn't actually a match. Uh, Taz and Jerry Lawler. But regardless, it was uh, incredibly entertaining. <laughs> uh Taz walks out first, yeah, he gets a great pop, as you'd expect, and, um, crowd's the biggest theme of the show, when I look back on the show, I just think the crowd, the crowd made this show 100%, and you're gonna be hearing about it a lot in this review, because boy, they did some stuff, so yeah, he walks out, he gets a great pop, and then out comes Jerry Lawler, <laughs> and, uh, he got some negative heat, uh, all the WWE guys here, most of them anyway, got really negative um, reactions, but when I think of people who got negative reactions on this show, I think Jerry Lawler, I think John Cena, and I think Randy Orton, those are like the big three that got the really, really holy crap reactions, um, for WWE guys anyway, uh, you get some very vulgar chants, uh, <laughs> I'd rather not say them, and, uh, he walks up to, uh, Joey Styles, who had he kind of been feuding with at the time on Raw, basically, uh, Styles was being fed up with how he was being treated on commentary, uh, you know, being snubbed for WrestleMania in favor of General Ross, basically just always being snubbed, you know, being snubbed, uh, for JR, and, uh, to the fact where he, he quit, and he gave that work shoot promo about, you know, bashing Vince, uh, WWE, and sports entertainment, stuff like that, and then uh, Lola slap Styles, which got a huge negative reaction, and uh, yeah, it's not like Lola already needed it. <laughs> he was incredibly, he was incredibly booed. He gets into the ring as the match began. Uh, Styles jumped on Lola. Lola threw him off. You know the crowd were pumped here, and then Taz got him in the Taz mission. I'm not going to attempt to say the ECW version. I've never understood how to say it. It just doesn't let me say it. Um, yeah, so he gets into Tasmanian and wins. Really fun way to start the show. And this was the interlude for Taz joining the ECW commentary booth with Joey Styles. So uh, the first official match of the show, it was an interesting choice. It was Kurt Angle versus Randy Orton. And um, like I said, it was an interesting choice because I know Angle had just joined ECW, but these are realistically... Uh, two WWE guys starting off an ECW show, and, uh, Randy Orton is out first, and he had Pyro, and it's safe to say, uh, that and Randy Orton himself did not fit, and they, uh, interluded this on com commentary, you know, Pyro and ECW, that feels so out of place, and, uh, I liked, I liked the idea of doing Pyro for the WWE guys as a heat thing, but, Again, it it, it it was once this started, you kind of felt the lure that WWE really had their hands on this project, and um, it was very clear uh, with Randy Orton, you know, with the 
the the the light shining down, you know, the, the sprinkling lights and stuff. It was clear that uh, yeah, they they had their hands on this, and um, yeah, like I said, Randy Orton felt so out of place here in a good kind of way, like. The heat here for WWE guys was incredible. Um, the one that surprised me was when Angle came out, and he got a very good reaction. And not that I wasn't expecting, because I think everyone loves Kurt Angle. Uh, ECW crowd, I think they can at least you know appreciate work rate. And uh, yeah, they they like Kurt Angle. And the match began. It had um, F him up Angle chance as well as some <laughs> very uh, non PG chance and. I feel this crowd would have gotten it, um, would have given One Night Stand its MA rating <laughs> alone, you know, uh, they were, they were very vulgar here, and, um, the match was very perfectly paced, and, uh, far from me to talk about pacing of matches and stuff, but, yeah, um, yeah, it was very, there was very little bumping in the first few minutes, you know, there was very little, it was basically just, um, Matt wrestling and Orton just getting the heck out of the way, not, not wanting to uh, <laughs> get involved with Angle, and one of the biggest pops was Angle finally hitting a German suplex, and yeah, the crowd really popped for that, and that's where the match picked up, and it was very good, it was very back and forth, um, I think um, the finish, it was uh, Randy Orton, he hit a high cross body onto uh, Angle, and Angle rolled through and got the ankle lock for the win, and um, it was, and got the win, and it was really cool to see Angle, um, you know, being embraced from this hostile ECW crowd, and, um, you know, just watching him in general in an ECW, um, even his, uh, wrestling machine entrance theme, which is very, very good, even without the U-Suck interlude, I really wish we got to see more of Kurt Angle in ECW, and, um, yeah, I think it would have been really, it would have been really, really good, but it just wasn't meant to be. The next match was uh, FBI versus Super Crazy and Tajiri, and uh, this was it was fine. It was uh, uh, it was it it was basically uh, their greatest hits, and uh, I think I think the fans wanted more than greatest hits. You know, all of these guys can work, and it just it just it, it was fine. It was it definitely wasn't bad. Um, you just knew that it, it was just you know their stuff. You know, Tajiri's kicks. <laughs> I'll definitely say his kicks. Boy, there were kicks, <laughs> and um, yeah, F FBI won. And but the most memorable part about this was um, the newest addition to ECW, the Big Show. <laughs> the Big Show, and this was the most surprising thing to me of the entire night was the Big Show coming out. He absolutely destroyed everyone, and it was very entertaining. And the crowd ate it up. <laughs> they loved it. <laughs> they 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 weren't booing Big Show. They 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 loved what was happening, which. I was shook by, because, um, yeah, it's the big show, you know, the most, um, you know, uh, it's, it's hard to say, because the WWE guy that there is, you know, the giant, the giant, the big, the big giant that, you know, he just, yeah, I, I think it goes without saying, it's very, I was, I was flustered that he got the reaction that he did, and after that, um, the cameras, they cut to JBL in the balcony, and, um, this wasn't as good as I remembered it being, um, yeah, so he shits on ECW and gloats about how he, um, shot on the Blue Me the, uh, the year prior, and, uh, he bragged about how nothing happened to him, and then he just kept going and going and going, and it was like, why, why are you still going? <laughs> I, I, I didn't even, I stopped paying attention after, um, you know, the Blue Meanie stuff, and he just kept going, it felt like he went for, like, five minutes, and I was just like, what the hell? 
hell? <laughs> Just get your shit and go. And he left. And he got no comeuppance. That was it. That was absolutely it. I don't know if something happened to him the week after, maybe. I'm not too sure. But as far as I know, nothing happened. <laughs> and um, I don't know if this was before or after he, quote-unquote, retired from that, um, you know, the the uh, match with Ray where he had to retire. Oh, shit, he's done that twice. <laughs> but, yeah, there's just no comeuppance. And there was a period of time where I thought... You know, I thought it would have been a good idea for him to do the comeuppance, but yeah, nah, it just, uh, apparently they didn't want any comeuppance on this show, and like I said, I don't know if he got any after this show, you know, like on a Raw or a SmackDown, but as far as I know, he got no comeuppance, and it was just, it just felt racist, just an excuse to shit on ECW a little bit, but yeah, it was, it was fun. Yeah, uh, anyway, the next match was, um, it was Sabu and Rey Mysterio, and it's really hard to say things about this match in particular. You know, um, it's Sabu and Rey Mysterio. You'd expect something really great. And the match itself, um, it was fun. You know, um, the crowd were heavily behind Sabu here. They, um, even with Rey <laughs> having an ECW background, he, he fe- the crowd just didn't like him. And, you know, fair enough. He was, I remember at this time, he was feeling... Uh, to a lot of people, he was being felt like he was a bit overexposed here, you know, and it, it gets like that sometimes, but, um, yeah, I think it was more to do with the fact that it was Sabu, if you're gonna, if you're gonna root for anyone in an ECW match, it would be Sabu, and, um, I won't lie, I cringed at the chair shots, and, uh, that was majority of the match, so maybe it wasn't as fun as I thought it was, um, but the ending to this match was probably the most memorable part memorable part, but for, like, all the wrong reasons, um, Sabu triple tornado DDT'd Rey Mysterio through a table, which looked incredible, and the crowd were like, holy shit, you know, and, um, then that was it. The match was called off, it was a no contest, and I hated it, the crowd hated it, and rightfully so. It was a great match, ruined by a terrible finish. And it's just another example of WWE booking themselves into a corner where it's just ridiculous to me. In WWE, you can do whatever you want. You know, in wrestling, you can do whatever you want. It's fake. You can write anything up. You can do whatever you want. You don't have to do this match. If you don't want a finish to a match, then don't book the match. I don't understand why that's so complicated, where they feel... But that they book when they book themselves into a corner, they can just oh, okay. Well, let's just do a DQ here. It's our only out. It's like if you know that's going to be your only out, then no, then don't do it. It's um, it's really as simple as that. I just don't understand why they do this constantly because it never gets over. It it's a no finish is the worst finish you can possibly do. It really, really is. You know, um, you look back on uh, these matches. Especially, you look back on ECW, when they did Taz and Bam Bam, they did a, they did a sequence that could have easily vised a no, you know, a, a no contest, when they did the ring spot, where they went through the ring, do you know what they did, which was really smart, by the way, all they needed to do was have Taz pop out of the ring and ring the bell, it didn't make Bam Bam look weak, it didn't, he didn't lose, it was something that got them both, it didn't ruin Bam Bam, that's for sure, he did, his credibility wasn't ruined, they beat each other to a limit, and Taz was just lucky to get out of there, 
that was a finish. It was technically a no finish, but there was a finish. It's little things like that that are just, you can do that. That's perfectly fine, <laughs> you know? Um, doing a DQ, sometimes it's okay. And um, I think an example of what happened on AEW last week was an example of where a DQ can be okay. When they did the Women's Championship match, where they had the Nightmare Collective come out, but they, instead of DQing, they were just screwing. They didn't want anyone to win, <laughs> so they were just beating up both of them, and the bell just didn't ring, you know? It's times like that where uh, that attitude has uh, made companies scared of the idea of, of doing a DQ, and the DQ can work. It's just don't do it all the time, you know? And, yeah, I know it's kind of a, a rambling on, but there's not really much to say about this match. And, yeah, it was a match ruined by the finish. And, like I said, if you don't want to finish to a match, then don't book the match. It really is as simple as that. Positive note, probably, um, probably, uh, from an extreme standpoint, the best match of the show, and um, in my opinion, it is the best match of the show. From yeah, from that standpoint, it's uh, Edge, McFoley, and Lena versus Tommy Dreamer, Terry Funk, and Beulah, and um, yeah, this was so good. Um, the heels they're out first, and boy, I forgot how good 2006 heel McFoley was. Um, I don't think there was anybody at this time who gave better promos than him. Um, he, he was so good here, he, and him leading up to it. I remember his uh, promo he gave about uh, ECW leading up to it. That was just absolutely about him loving ECW, but they didn't love him back. That was just, oh, <laughs> it was so good. Um, he gave, his, he, gave um, he talked about how he respected ECW when it was led by Stephanie McMahon and long live the Alliance and <laughs> that got some heat and oh man Foley is just incredible and then uh Edge got the mic and he gave a typical heel promo I can't remember what he said and then all I know all I remember here in my notes is Lita basically just repeated whatever Edge said and that was fine <laughs> that was fine um and uh he, she called Beulah a skank I do remember that bit though and um the baby faces came out now and Beulah challenged them to a six man adding Beulah and Lita Leader accepts, and the match begins with uh, Dreamer and Edge, which is something I didn't get, and I still don't get, you know, but um, it's an Extreme Rules match, why is there tagging? <laughs> uh, surely these guys should understand that, uh, but anyway, um, so uh, Foley gets tagged, and he demands Dreamer to tag in Terry Funk, which he does, and Funk and Foley uh, go at it, they trade blows, uh, before Foley, he... Uh, he pretends to leave, and of course it's a trap, and this is when a match uh, begins to get hardcore, you know, there were street signs, trash cans, uh, ladders, barbed wire boards, <laughs> uh, just, uh, yeah, nah, <laughs> I'm just rattling all these things off, they basically used everything except um, thumbtacks, and I think tables, I don't think they used a table, which is <laughs> um, interesting, but yeah, um, Thumbtacks was the most notable one they didn't have, which, again, it's it's not a, a upsetting. It was just noticeable that they didn't use Thumbtacks. You kind of would have thought they would, but, um, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, but the match is carnage, as you'd expect, you know, which, uh, which goes for pretty much saying. But I say that because Funk is 61 in this match, which is just crazy to think the amount of torment he goes through in this match, uh, 
Foley wraps uh, barbed wire around his hand and just punches uh, Terry Funk in the face, uh, making him bleed in the process. And then he drags it across Funk's face and Funk sells his eye and he gets helped uh, to the back. And we thought that, that was it for it, making a three on two. And this is where um, the crowd start chanting, we want Sandman. And considering what he was used for later, I just wish they'd call an audible and just had him come out here. I understand it would have made him look a bit weak in the finish, but did Edge and did Deb, the finish could have been whatever they wanted here, you know? If they had Sandman come out here, that would have made the crowd happy, and I think they would have preferred that over what they got uh, with Sandman later. Like, yeah, there was, a f there was personally a few changes I wish they made on this show in hindsight, but this is talking from hindsight, and it's just my opinion. People might have loved what they did here, but um, I think it could have been done... I think it could have been done just a, just a little bit better, but yeah, it's a it's a three on two, and um, Dreamer gets nailed in the crotch with a barbed wire bat, and then uh, Foley pulls out Mr. Socko. The crowd just they're 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 shitting on Mick Foley completely here. Uh, he does it to Beulah, and um, Dreamer attempts to fight back, but you know to no avail, and then. He gets speared by Edge, and then they all turn their attention to Beulah. And this is when things start getting very, <laughs> very uncomfortable. Um, they start toying with her, and Edge just keeps putting her into really uncomfortable positions. You know, just very, uh... Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I feel uncomfortable saying them, but just... Very non... Yeah, <laughs> non-PG for sure. And they keep doing this until Funk... Uh, comes out to a giant pot, and then uh, Dreamer takes advantage of the distraction by hitting double low blows and nailing them both with a wooden plank, and then Beulah sets fire to the wooden plank, and Dreamer nails Foley with it. It sets on <laughs> it sets Foley on fire momentarily before he crashes through the uh, barbed wire board, and then uh, Funk would be soon to follow, but taking them both out of that match, and Dreamer hits uh, a DDT onto Edge and then proceeds to choke him with barbed wire. <laughs> just saying this stuff casually is just, it's so weird. But, um, it, uh, we then get a cat fight with Bueller and Leader, and you know, it's, 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 it, it's fine. The crowd loved it. That's all that matters. Um, for Edge, uh, not Leader, not Edge, sorry, uh, Leader got uh, Death Valley Driver by Dreamer, and Edge hits uh, Dreamer with. Um, some, it was like a barbed wire edge-o-matic where he pulls him backwards into a sitting position, you know, that kind of move, but he does it, instead of wrapping his hands around, he, he does it with barbed wire, and then he spears uh, Beulah, in a, and then pins him in, again, a very <laughs> uncomfortable uh, position, and uh, that was the finish, and uh, this was incredible. This is very hardcore, and everybody loved it, and they got a standing ovation at the end, it was it was very uncomfortable watching uh, Terry Funk get cut uh, cut out of the barbed wire. That was um, yeah. <laughs> um, there's not really much respect to all six of these people. They put themselves through hell, and it there wasn't a moment where it wasn't enjoyable. Maybe the inappropriate stuff it just doesn't live up today. But you know that's it was then and <laughs> whatever. So um, the next match, which again this is where I, a thing that I wish they changed. I, I really did wish they changed this one, and it was uh, Bulls Mahoney and Masato Tanaka. 
and the reason I wish I'd changed, not that there's anything wrong with this match in a vacuum or anything like that, but I just wish they did a switch up in the show where they did, I wish they did Kurt Angle versus Masato Tanaka. And we all know how incredible that match would have been. But my main focus here, which sounds absolutely hilarious, I wish they did Bulls Mahoney vs. Randy Orton. Can you imagine how fun that match would have been? Just uh, just from the crowd alone. Uh, you know, 100% WWE Randy Orton pretty boy against, you know, garbage, garbage wrestler WWE uh, 100% ECW Bulls Mahoney. You know, that would have been so fun with the crowd just so heavily behind Bulls Mahoney just you know just give him like five minutes you know uh Bulls Mahoney hitting his greatest hits and then you know just uh Randy Orton just hitting an RKO you know and getting the win if they did that that would have been in my opinion so much better just having two polar opposites um yeah <laughs> I just wish they did that instead we got a very very basic match and, uh, um, yeah, again, another match where it had their greatest hits. And it, the finish was they got into a chair fight, and Bulls Mahoney won said chair fight with one of the most devastating chair shots I've ever seen to the head. <laughs> I'm very glad that was the finish. And, yeah, it was the finish. And like I said, it was fine. But, yeah, I, if they mixed up the card a little bit, I think it just would have been so, so much better. But... What they did, you can't argue. I mean, I understood. If you wanted a better match, you got... Well, no, nah, because Kurt Angle and Masato Tanaka itself would have been a really uh, great match. I don't think anyone's doubting that. But just from just from a crowd eating it up, I think a crowd would have really loved Nuclear Heat Randy Orton against, hey, this is our guy, this is Bald Mahoney. Just, uh, what could have been? <laughs> so, the, we then, uh, before the main event starts, uh... The announcer, they were about to announce the main event before uh, Eugene rocks up. And the crowd, as you'd expect, hate him. Eugene character very here is very cold. You know, I think peak Eugene, it was, you know, 2004 with the evolution deal with Ben Lara and stuff like that. I think that was Eugene at his peak. And I think part of that was they thought that this uh, Eugene character was going to go somewhere. No, they just had this character, you know, where... You thought that, oh, okay, well, he's, he's special, but maybe he's not really. You thought that there was going to be a bit of that character development with Eugene, but there wasn't. And I think that, that and the injury, which took him out for a long time, I just... Yeah, I think the Eugene character at this point was done and dusted. But, yeah, he rocks up. He talks about his love for ECW. He loves ECW. He, read, he reads a poem. And, uh, yeah, the crowd hate him. Eugene's confused as to why, but then the Sandman rocks up. This is his appearance in the night, and he just beats the shit out of Eugene with a kendo stick. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, I mean, you could feel every blow. Like, Sandman was not holding back here. Like, he was just absolutely nailing. He was <laughs> good. I can't even put it to words. Like, these are, these are hits. And across the head, too. He was getting on the head. And I felt so bad for Nick Dinsmore. <laughs> he was getting nailed. So, um, Eugene then ran away. And I mean, like, fine, cool, you know. Good to see Sandman. You couldn't have done this without Sandman. But I wish he was used better for something more meaningful. I, like, I, I don't know. Like I said, 
if you didn't want to, if you didn't want him to um, rock up in the six man, I wish he did. I wish he rocked up in the six man. So did Hammerstein here, but why couldn't this have been JBL? You know, you just did the whole caboodle with JBL coming out. Uh, well, he was he didn't come out. He was on the he was on the balcony and he just shat on ECW for what felt like ages. And you could have had him come out here, and you could have had Sandman just beat the absolute crap out of him. How that would have been much better and a bit more of a, <laughs> a bit more of an important deal instead. Uh, yeah, we got this instead of JBL getting his comeuppance or anything like that. Sadly, it was not. <laughs> that was not the case here tonight. But in the vacuum, the Eugene, it, it was fun, and this was kind of Sandman's deal for a while as we. We're going to get into the ECW shows where he just beat up people. And uh, obviously the most famous one of that is the ECW zombie. But I think we'll get to that when, when you know, when we get to that. We finally move on to our main event. And uh, this main event, boy, um, John Cena versus Rob Van Dam for the WWE Championship. And yeah, this to me is ECW's version of Hogan versus Rock, you know, you've got a crowd 100% pro RVD, they want RVD to win, and they want John Cena to lose, like, the match itself is fine, this is another example, it's, the match is nothing special, <laughs> but the crowd, the crowd make this match what it is, you know, Cena gets one of the most negative crowd reactions of all time here, like, I, I can, put, I would, I would, confidently put this up with a lot of crowd reactions you know um this was huge and uh man when he came out he was booed heavily there's the uh there's the famous if cena wins we riot sign that pops up every now that popped up every now and again through cena's career and then he goes to throw his uh shirt into the crowd they throw it back and he does it again and keeps throwing it back before a roll of toilet paper gets thrown at Cena. <laughs> Good God, he got he was hated here and uh, the fans really wanted to let him know it. And full credit to Cena here, he, he he could have ignored it. He played along. He was he was playing full heel here. He was like and he was loving it. He was clearly clearly loving it. But um yeah, RVD's out. Crowd love him. Again, I'm not sure if the fans... Ha I'm pretty sure... I think the fans hated Cena more than they loved RVD here. Like they could, I think they could have put any ECW guy here and it would have been the same thing. Uh, they start with doing a Booyah spot. I wonder who got booed here. You can only wonder. And um, Cena clotheslined RVD over the top rope. And then he proceeded to go to the top rope and jump off outside onto RVD. <laughs> <laughs> something we rarely see from Cena, and I kind of understood why it did not look good, <laughs> but I appreciate that he tried it. And uh, he taunts the crowd in the process, but RVD, uh, taking advantage of this said distraction, uh, he hits a moonsault off of the stairs onto Cena. Uh, Cena then sent RVD into the crowd. They brawl into the crowd, and one of my favorite spots of the match is Cena, he grabs a sign that says, F you Cena, in, in, and puts it in front of Rob Van Dam and just proceeds to punch him. I just thought I was very <laughs> poetic about what this match was. And um, I thought it was hella cool. And then RVD back on offense, he hits his uh, corkscrew leg drop onto the barricade. You know, that thing he usually does. And then uh, back in the ring now, RVD hits a rolling thunder on Cena with the chair for the near fall. 
He then goes for his uh, split-legged moonsault onto the chair, but Cena reverses it by putting up the chair, so RVD gets full chair here. Uh, Cena hits a DDT onto the chair for a near fall, which was, yeah, that was a, that was a near fall. <laughs> and he then witches the uh, chair between the turnbuckle and sends RVD crashing uh, through it um, uh, for the near fall. And then he hits a five-knuckle shuffle, and he's setting up for the FU, and the crowd is, and the crowd are just shitting on him. And Cena's just like, "Yep, you're shitting on me. I don't care anymore." And this was so, <laughs> so good. Goes for the FU. Uh, RBD reverses it. He hits a spinning wheel kick. Uh, he then sends Cena to the outside. He grabs a table. He sets it up in the corner. Cena back on offense now. He puts RBD into the STF. He gets the rope, which Cena ignores, and uh, this is where I 100% agree with Cena. You know, there's no DQ. The ref still demands he breaks up the move because he got to the rope. Cena, completely angry and 100% justified, just knocks out the ref, and I'm completely with Cena at this point. It is an extreme rules for a damn reason, you know? <laughs> there shouldn't be rope breaks. And so, yeah, he takes out the referee, and then he nails RVD with the stairs. A SmackDown referee comes out, an interesting choice, a SmackDown referee. Cena FUs RVD to the outside of the ring. And at this point, a master assailant rocks up. And he spears Cena through the table and knocks out the referee. He reveals himself to be Edge. And still to this day, even after, what, 14 years... I don't know why Edge needed to be masked here. <laughs> I mean, you hit a spear. How many people do that? I think he was the only one who did a spear at this time. Like, <laughs> um, yeah, why are you masked here? It just, I, st I still don't understand that. And, um, yeah, uh, he revealed himself. Edge, he, he, then, he knocks out the referee and then leaves. Um, RVD would then recover and hit the frog splash. And, you know, there's no referee... And then Paul Heyman runs out, uh, and he counts the pin. RVD is your new WWE champion, <laughs> and um, the crowd are so happy here. <laughs> I keep going back to the crowd, and I it's probably gotten annoying, but it's it's so hard not to go back to what this crowd was that night. He, ECW, I don't think there's any more passionate fan group than you know ECW. Like, good God, they will they will die on that hill of ECW. They will die on ECW's hill. Like, they love their product so damn much. And RVD's celebrating, the crowd is celebrating, and then the ECW locker room comes out to celebrate. And this is how we close the show. It's just one big celebration, which um, will lead into the... Uh, to the uh, next week's episode of ECW. <laughs> and... Um, yeah, this show from top to bottom, it was just, it was just fun. It wasn't, like I said, I think everyone feels the same way. It's not as good as 2005's one, but no one was expecting it to be. And, uh, but I will say, like I said at the beginning, uh, you could tell WWE clearly had their hands on this one from the pyro and the lighting and stuff like that. You could clearly tell that this was a WWE uh, produced show, which is fine. But it's also kind of foreshadowing to what ECW was to become. <laughs> and yeah, stay tuned for that, obviously. And uh, like I said, Cena versus RVD, this was literally ECW's version of Hogan and Rock. You know, it just, uh, the crowd made the match with their love, their love of RVD. And uh, 
you know, their hate for Cena, it created an atmosphere that's unparalleled to what we see today, you know, just, you know, today it's very, I love this guy, but I also love this guy, so we're going to cheer him all, and there's nothing wrong with that, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that, but, you know, you, you long for the days where you have the guy you love and the guy you hate, and part of that has to do with growing up, obviously, but, yeah, I don't know, but, like I said, um, the quality from the show, it's it's just, it's great. It's absolutely great. I 100% recommend that you go back and watch this show. And same with the 2005 one. I was thinking about doing the 2005 one before it, but I'm like, okay, I think I need to get this out now. So, um, yeah, I've decided that I'm going to, that I would just go with the 2006 one. But I will tell you now, watch them both. Just watch them both. So yeah, that was ECW One Night Stand 2006, and uh, that'll do us for uh, today's episode, and like I said, I want to really apologize for the lack, I, 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 it's my fault completely, I was a dumb, <laughs> I was a dumbass who didn't check to see if it, if things uploaded, but yeah, nah, it shouldn't, it shouldn't happen again, but like I said, um, earlier I will be reviewing uh, WWE ECW shows, and like I said, well, I'll be doing that. I think there's enough episodes there to support, you know, for a few years. If I do keep going for a few more years, I've got that Wednesday booked out, you know, every single week. So it's easy. Um, as well as it just be really interesting to see go back there. Part of that as well, it's like, you know, job guys. You look at job guys back then. <laughs> see who's uh, recognizable now, you know, just little things like that where I just love to go back. And just look at these old shows, you know, but, so yeah, tomorrow, it'll be Raw, I'm pretty, yeah, it'll be Raw, and, uh, so that's exciting, um, hopefully I'm back for then, I might have just given up completely after that, but, um, nah, it should be alright, and Wednesdays, we'll be here for, uh, like I said, for the ECW show, uh, Thursdays, it'll be AEW, and most weeks NXT, <laughs> I don't want to make a promise on NXT, but it all depends, <laughs> it could alternate between the two, but yeah, more or less, uh, Thursdays are going to be NXT slash AEW weeks, and no promises, but I'll try to make SmackDowns, um, we'll see what happens, because, uh, like I said, hopefully I don't suffer from exhaust, and on Sundays, there'll be retro pay-per-views, and, uh, I don't know what paper you're going to review next week, and, uh, <laughs> um, I'll, I'll let it know on my Twitter, which you can find at on Fan Outlook Pod on twitter uh capital f capital o capital p and yeah that'll be the show uh i will see you all tomorrow and i want to thank you all so much for watching it and hopefully uh i said last week you're not gonna not well, last week <laughs> the other week you won't expect much from me and i think that just shows but uh yeah i i want to thank you all for watching and hopefully this is just a one-time thing and this won't happen again and uh i will get to catch you guys next time see ya